This episode of the Damage Guild podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Join the guild at patreon.com slash damage guild to receive exclusive perks, member rewards, and bonus content. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. Remember how I thought that it was maybe Sherikov. The enemy has eyes and ears everywhere. This creature was somehow magically created, and then this particular model of it would have been enchanted with darkness. But there might be a whole race of these beings out there now. You arrive at your final destination, capital city of Tyver. All the projectiles and blades longer than six inches must be checked at the gate unless you have a valid weapons permit bearing the seal of King Orleo or one of the ruling lords on the council. I was thinking about burying my weapons outside. We should take the time to bond me to Chava's bow. Where is the finest leather worker in all the land? You arrive at Nalath's Tanning and Hides. Well, it's your lucky day, Nalath, because we've got a special, special treat for you. And we slam it on the table. Well, have a gander <laughs> at this. Never seen anything like the likes of this like... You've never seen leather like this. He raises his eyebrows as he looks at the black hide. This is indeed intriguing. Might I ask where you've found this? What beast you took it off of? No, you may not. We want this made into some armor, please. And there'll be no more questions. Yeah, see? <laughs> Wait, do we care about whether he knows what kind of beast it was? Uh, we don't even know what kind of beast it was. <laughs> well, no, we did some we did some checks when we did that combat. Like we learned that it was like a chimera, basically. Yeah, well, we called it a shadow drake, but like we don't actually know its origins or anything about it. Otherwise, yeah. we just know that it's been flying around, like following us for the last year. It was a magic. It's a magical beast. We can tell him that much. Yeah, it's some kind of shadowy, drakey, magical beasty thing. It's the only one of its kind that we know of. We believe there were dark magics involved in its creation. Kind of like Jurassic Park. You ever see that one? He backs up a little bit when you say dark magics. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's perfectly safe now. Yeah, it's just the skin, I mean. How do you know that? We, we've been carrying it around since we killed the thing, and there's been nothing. <laughs> and look at us. We're fine. And, like, your <laughs> eyebrow falls off. <laughs> I have a third arm growing out of my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I turn around, there's another face on the back of my head. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're perfectly fine. All right, then. So, uh, what sort of armor exactly are you looking to see made from this? He, he picks it up and starts examining it, you know, testing its toughness, examining the scales. Mm. The kind that might pref- confer additional properties beyond just normal leather armor. And additional armor class beyond normal leather armor. Yeah. <laughs> Would be best as well. Either or, or both. <laughs> Preferably both. Yeah, this could be made into light or medium armor, and we would be pleased. But only certain types of medium armor. Mm. No, we definitely want light armor, though. Do we? Do we? Yeah. Yeah. We, we should, should have medium armor that doesn't give disadvantage on stealth checks. But light armor is the best, though, because <laughs> that way... only. So what's, what's your dex mod? <laughs> Brian. Uh, plus three. Okay, so he's only losing... So the way that medium armor works is it maxes out at two additional decks. So you subtract one dex from his... I mean, are you going to gain more decks as you level up, or are you pretty much done adding Probably to that? Probably not. Yeah. yeah. If he was going to grow in decks, then I totally agree, Jay, that if he was like a, if he was an archetype that is going to grow in his dexterity, then yeah, easy. Light armor is going to scale and be better. But if you look at how medium armor works, like if he went with like a, a breastplate, let's say, that's uh, 14 plus 2, 16. I think it would have to be hide if it were anything medium, but I don't know. Obviously up to the DM. Right. Well, I think I can turn this into a couple of different things, depending on what you're looking for. I could give you scale mail from it. This is a difficult material to work with, it seems, Mm -hmm. just judging from the feel of it. But I believe I could get you something special from it. So if you want some scale mail, it will cost you 600 gold. I could also give you some fancy leather armor. That would be 500 gold, and we'll have some leftover materials in that case. Oh. So if you, you can opt for medium armor, which will be 14 base, 14 AC, uh, 30 pounds, 600 gold to do it. 
Or you can get light armor, which will be 13 base, 15 pounds, 500 gold, and you'll have another 100 gold worth of leftover material, which you could just sell him to get a discount on that. Uh, the light armor option might actually be fine for him. You're saying it's base 13, and then it's going to add his additional three decks. Yeah, plus he doesn't get disadvantage on stealth. In Aslo's case, it's going to be the same AC either way. It would even out, yeah. Yeah, but except with medium armor, you'd get disadvantage on stealth for the scale mail. Yeah, and it's more expensive. Yeah. T- right. Talk to me about those scraps, uh, Torgren. What do you think you could do with the scraps? Like, here's here's a question that I have, just a D&D question as well. So I'm giving you two questions. One for Torgrin, one for Thane. Um, this is Nalath. Nalath oh, yes. Yeah. Sorry, Torgrin's the dwarf buddy, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Nalath, hear me out, buddy. Listen. What could we do with those scraps? And then Thane, is there something, because like, like, I know, so somebody in the group that hasn't gotten something new in a while is Shaba. Are there quivers in D&D? Like gearing, is that ever a thing? Quivers? I mean, obviously there are quivers, but unless you get a magic one that has specific properties, they don't really do a whole lot. They're just kind of there. Yeah. Mm, What do they do? And they already sort of hold more than a realistic one would hold, right, Thane? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. You've talked about that before. Maybe not on the show, but at some point. Yeah, I mean, Mm. essentially, like, if I have 200 arrows, then I just have 10 quivers of 20 arrows each. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, well... If you have that many, you're probably storing them in boxes or something and only wearing what you're actually going to use in one quiver. Mm-hmm. Right. Any armor you make from this will grant you the ability to hide in dim light or darkness as a bonus action. What? Uh, so, what? Interesting. Remember how hard that guy was to see? We saw we had like three or four encounters with him and we just had yeah. no idea what he was. Yeah. Or what he looked like. With the Drake, you mean? Yeah, with the Shadow Drake. Yeah. Man. Because he was like blacker than night. This is this is tough. So that ability could be good on either of you. To hi- what does hide mean in the context of fifth edition? It just means you can't be seen. They don't know where you are unless you somehow reveal yourself. Mm. Wow, so it's like almost like a pseudo-rogue ability. It would give you advantage on attack rolls against enemies that can't see you, but then attacking immediately reveals where you are. Mm. Mm. This is so tough because that sounds total Shadow Who Wanders the Glade. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It really does. How would would you use that ability, Brian? Convince convince me that we shouldn't make this armor with Shaba. Shaba size. What did you say the base AC was for it, Thane? 13. 13. Okay. So then I could give Asla my studded leather plus one, which would improve his armor class by one, and my armor class would stay the same. Mm, that's true. Well, who's going to benefit more from the hide ability, our healer, supporter, or our ranged attacker? That's true. That's a good point. Um, I mean, getting advantage when I'm shooting somebody from the shadows mm-hmm. seems pretty awesome. It's yet another way for me to gain, like, ensure advantage on my lightning strikes. Yeah. Mm. When he said that part, I was thinking Jay more so than Brian. But I'm not convinced fully. Yeah. Convince me. I want to hear <laughs> Brian's thoughts on this, too. Let's see. So I'm just trying to read up on how hide works. Uh, when you take a hide action, you make a stealth check and attempt to hide. If you succeed, you gain certain benefits. I believe Aslo's stealth is higher than mine, isn't it? Or is that was that a different skill? I have a stealth of plus ten. Wow, your stealth is a lot higher than. <laughs> Why mine. is it plus ten? Is, it, is that one of um, is that one oh, of your like jack of all yeah, trades? Yeah, exactly. Expertise. I get to double my proficiency bonus on it. Mm, so that's a right. that's a plus six from that, and then. My Jack of all trades gives me an extra plus one to all of my stats. So Jack of all trades only applies to things that don't already get your proficiency bonus. That don't already get my... Oh, yes. No, you're right. right. So have you been getting an extra plus one on all of your trained skills? Uh, I don't checks. think so. What's, what's the thing that gives me plus one to my ability... Uh, checks. Is that Jack of All Trades too? Uh, I might have to look that up. Yeah, Jack of All Trades is plus one to any ability check that doesn't use a proficiency bonus. Okay. Then there's a chance that I've been doing that wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, but still, even if it's a plus nine, that's still, mine's, my stealth is a plus six. Okay. So he'd be better at getting the actual hide ability off. But he, so, so hang on a second. Is this a bonus action or an action action? It's a bonus action. Normally it's an action. It's a bonus action. Normally it would be a full action to try to do it. Right. So which right. of you is going to benefit in your kit? Let's not think about the nine versus the six for a second. In each of your kits, who would benefit more from having more bonus actions? 
I typically have more bonus action options than Shaba. Right. Right. Between. Yeah. And we've talked, we've had this conversation before, Sean, you're like, but you don't really do anything with your bonus actions. You, you don't. No offense. <laughs> I have, I have a couple of spells that I can cast. And a rabbit actions, foot. But I only need to do, yeah. And I only need to do that once. During the fight. Right. So this could really yeah. improve Shaba's action economy. Mm. Right. Like you could literally be hiding like every turn. You could be trying to hide. As long as it's dark. Yeah. Dim or right. yeah. yeah. Well, we can, we can make that happen though can't we use like the darkness stone or no no then he, well, can't, then he can't see through it see right <laughs> i'm just i'm just saying like like from an action economy perspective it might be better for jay because more times during a combat if we're in dim light he'll be like oh i could spend my bonus action to try to hide okay i failed but whatever like it might be twice as many times as you would because you need to be handing out bardic inspirations like you, mm. you use your bonus for a lot of different things right yeah, uh, healing. Yep. He, uh, yeah, mass healing word. Yeah, bardic inspiration. Um, if I if I'm attacking with both swords, bonus attack, uh, bonus action attack. Right. Yeah, I mean it. It also, I mean, it's more in character with Shaba's character, but also, yeah, giving that extra opportunity to get advantage on the attack that I make from the shadows is uh, that's pretty awesome. So, N- Nardek, Nardek. So hang on a second. You're you're <laughs> N- N- It's Nailith. Listen, Nailith. I'm sorry. I keep getting your name wrong. Just, I promise I respect you. Listen, Nailith. If you're saying we're going to have some scraps left over if we make the light armor option package, the deal that you're sharing with us, like what are your plans for the scraps? Well, it's. It's not really enough to make anything significant with. I might be able to make a couple of boots or something, maybe some gloves. Mm. Now you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Would those also have magical properties? Uh, I don't think that's enough to really work as this magical ability. Yeah. Mm. Not the same as armor. Okay. Well, no, no, no. It wouldn't be the same ability necessarily, but like you're like, come on, you're like the leather worker. You're, you're the guy, you're the go-to guy. Like this is super (laughs) special material. Like surely like, like, like think unconventionally for a second. There's gotta be something that you specialize in and that you make like leather workers make a lot of interesting things. Think about it. Like in the medieval ages, there was a lot of important things that needed to be made with leather, right? Could you make maybe uh, like barding for a badger with it? <laughs> Ooh, that's a great question. Not, not for a badger of your size. Uh, <laughs> yes, I am quite a large badger. <laughs> a badger of my size is not to be underestimated. Mm. Yeah, but Stripey has gotten very big, so that's true. Yeah. guys, let's let's put our heads together. Like, what's something that would benefit from Ow. this? Ah, sorry, Shaba, I, did, I didn't <laughs> mean did I didn't that? mean literally. Tokus, quit swinging your head around. So much. <laughs> but like, like, what's something in our kit or something we already have that might benefit from this? A nose cover? Is that a thing that people do? <laughs> nose armoring, yeah. Yeah. Just like a little leather piece that fits over your nose just for fun. Could it like, could you like... I don't know. I'm trying to think unconventionally. Use something outside the box. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Like, what about... Don't... don't sometimes isn't the grip on a weapon like leather strappings? Wrapped yeah. in leather. That's Wrapped, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Yeah. So that way you like, you can't see your sword handle when you're trying to pick it up. <laughs> That's only if the sword uses the hide action as a bonus action. <laughs> right. Oh, no, my sword keeps hiding from me. It doesn't like me very much. What if we asked him to, like, create, like, a sh- like a sheath or something for uh, the crown of Altoria? A sheath hmm. for it. Like, we have some really important magical items that might really benefit from this weird stealthing in dim light. What about just, like... A hat <laughs> for Asla to put on his head so that nobody can see the crown. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Yeah, or or we could try to cover the the armband of Altoria. We could try to cover yeah. with like a little leather bracelet coverall. That's easy enough to just hide in your sleeve, though. Right. Yeah. That's what sleeves are for. The crown's just like there. You've been hiding the crown mostly with the hood, anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Have him make you a a sh- shadow Drake leather beret. <laughs> just like oh and then you can have the crown underneath there i just don't want us to waste these scraps you know like there's got to be something cool well no tell you here's what. the thing we can sell the scraps for a hundred gold which knocks a hundred gold off of the price that yeah we're going to be paying for this armor right so let's just do that yeah that makes more sense than just having some little trinket mm. yeah i agree i still think there could be something really cool from the scraps but 
if we don't have ideas. There could be, but 100 gold is also really cool. <laughs> I like the, the leather grip idea. Would you be able to use the scraps to make a grip for one of our weapons that enhances it in some way? Having a hard time of thinking of any way that it might be enhanced. Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay, well... Let's just go with what we have so far. It would look cool and be more valuable. It would look cool. Yeah, we'll take the 100 gold. Yeah. All right, so it'll be 400 gold to get this done, and it'll take him two weeks. Two weeks, okay. All right, well, unfortunately, I cannot pay for this all myself without using my platinums. <gasps> no. Java, you can't dip into your plats. Well, here, well, I've already given my plat. Here, how about this? I will give one of you guys an equivalent number of platinums for the gold. That way I can still say that I never spent them. Mm. <laughs> you give me the gold in exchange. Okay. All right. All right. So, so Tokus, I will give you 10 platinums in exchange for 100 gold. How does that sound? I will give you, I will give you 100 gold, right. and I will take 10 platinums from you. Right. Uh, I don't know. Uh, okay. All right. You have a deal. And then... Aslo, same for you. I'll give you 10 Platinums, and then if you give me 100 gold. Uh, could I give you 100 gold in exchange for 10 Platinums? Mm, I will consider it. Okay. Uh, okay, yes. All right, it okay, is. cool. <laughs> Agreed. This, this is, right. like, as far as strength, I'm just wrapping my mind around what this item will do. That's a really strong item. That's good. That's, like, a good item. It lets me give my stud muffin leather to Aslo so that he can be now a stud muffin, a stud muffin Ooh, as well. Right. So, I mean, free muffins. I didn't need the help, but thank you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time for his encounter with Nalia. Exactly. Right. Uh-huh. I'll be loaded See? with muffins. She'll be like, oh, stud muffin armor? It's all coming together, boys. <laughs> Everything's coming up Millhouse. <laughs> all, right. all right, so studded leather armor plus one. Yes, yeah, studded leather armor plus one. Um, but I'm not going to give it to you until I have my new armor, so hold your horses. That's fair. I'm not going to write it on my character sheet. <laughs> all right, so I will pay 400 GPs to Mr. Nalith. All right. He will take all of your measurements necessary, note them down in his book, and begin work. All right. Does he have a tape measure that's long enough for Shaba's body? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has to measure, you know, heights of things, so it, it's long enough. It'll go around. Yeah, sweet. All right. Well, that's one thing off our to-do list. What's next? That's also very much just... Just for our podcast listeners to know, that's very much like a J item. It's not so much even a Shaba item. That's very, that's very J. <laughs> mm. For sure. Oh, yeah. Sneaking around. I like it. But this is huge that Brian's maybe giving this up because we were thinking it would be for Brian. I still get a plus one AC, so I'm happy with that. Plus, I didn't have to pay any gold. That's the best part. Right. <laughs> for free, <laughs> plus free muffins for life. Exactly. You just press a little stud, boop, and a muffin pops out. That's right. Maybe each time you press a stud, it turns into a muffin, so that if you keep on doing it, eventually you just get regular leather armor. <laughs> oh, no. You use up all your muffins. <laughs> no. That's like the, wasn't it, isn't there a magic item in older editions, like the coat of many the, useless items the or robe something? robe of... A robe of useful items. Of useful items, yeah. Uh-uh. Mm. You'd like pull a piece off and it would turn into a like a ladder or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it had like <laughs> patches or something on it. Yeah, patches, that's right. I think I'm aware of this item. All right, so what's next on the to-do list? Well, we have three other things. Torgren, weapon licenses, and finding the uh, venue. Yes. Maybe we should do the weapon license first. Yeah. That seems important. And then go looking for your long-lost friend in the mm-hmm. shysty parts of town where he's hiding. Yeah, definitely. Okay, we go for the weapon licenses. Okay, so you're going to go to the city offices? The city offices. All right, now, Shaba, be on your best behavior. Uh, I'm always on my best behavior, Tokus. I don't know, man. You've picked up, like, every person that we've tried to talk to since we came into this city. <laughs> yeah, like I said, my best behavior. <laughs> <sighs> when your best just isn't good enough. <laughs> There's Thane's bardic inspiration for the day <laughs> I'm really excited about this armor, guys mm. I can tell Me too Me too So you arrive at the city offices It's three-story building full of bureaucrats and office workers and, and guards all over the place, too I pull out a pair of scissors and everyone who walks by me with a necktie I just snip it in half and hand them the other half <laughs> 
Oh, at least you're not keeping it for yourself. That's generous of you. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's an even better idea. I just keep it myself. Sorry, souvenir. You're just like, here you go. It's fixed now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I try to, I, like, pretend that I already have my new armor, and I just hide, like, behind columns and stuff, and, like, sneak out and snip people's <laughs> tie while they're having conversations with people and not looking, and then go hide again. <laughs> okay, well, obviously that's not actually happening, so. Well, nobody's wearing a necktie, obviously. Shabbat gets kicked out of the city. Yeah. <laughs> there are probably yeah. a few people wearing cravats, oh, okay. kind of like neckties. Ooh. Mm. Right. Nice little cravat. Okay, so we find the weapon licensure office. The woman at the desk. Says, is this a new application or a renewal? Now, do we have to license each weapon, or are we licensed as a carrier of weapons? You would be licensed. Mm. Okay. Mm. These are new licenses. New licenses. And does uh, does my badger have to have licenses for these? And I, like, grab his paw and squeeze out his claws. <laughs> do they have retractable claws like cats? They do yeah. now. In my mind, they do. I don't know if they do or not. <laughs> I actually could find that out for us. <laughs> Well, whatever. I brandish his claws in some fashion. Oh, badgers do not have retractable. Mm. Okay. Well, I hold up a paw. Their hind claws wear with age. Hmm. Old badgers sometimes have their hind claws almost completely worn away from constant use. Wow. Wow. Sad. How old is uh, Stripey? Oh, he's a young young boy. Young buck. So his his hind claws are still tip-top shape. They're sharp. They're razor sharp. Uh, The badger does not... Need any weapons license? Oh, good. Well, its claws are hopefully not six inches long, right? <laughs> no, not, not quite. quite. Mm, but Stripey's pretty big now. Did his yeah, claws like, grow with him? He's not wearing, like, fake nails. Like, uh, <laughs> they're not that long. Yeah, so just three licenses, please. Three of them, please. All right. Every weapons application requires a meeting with one of the members of the council and a justification for why you believe you need to have weapons mm. inside the city limits, as well as right. background check involving magical divination to determine if you have any history of violence or of harming individuals mm. and so on and so forth mm-hmm. to determine if you are a trustworthy um, every application also requires a 10 gold piece deposit, non-refundable, and the next available meeting time with one of the council members will be in six days. Wow. Mm, okay. Well, let's talk about this. Yeah, we, uh, we, s- we step aside for a minute to, uh, to talk things over, and I, I huddle up with you guys and I go, guys, I can't, I can't go through with that. They'll figure out who I am. Yeah, I don't, actually don't know if... Any of us should go through with this process. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Shaba? I'm definitely going through with this. Put my name down on the sheet. It's Shaba Daba Day. <laughs> Don't wear it out. <laughs> now, wait a second. Hold on. So, Shaba, if, if let's say you and I try to go through this process, some of what she was saying I'm concerned about. Like how? Like, she's going to look in, like, get a full background check, see if we've been violent in our past. Like, mm-hmm. they'll find out that we, we were in the Sapphire Sabres and everything. And Yeah, right. exactly. That's why I'm not worried at all. If this is a full background check, they might know that you're tied to me. Right. And then they might figure out that I'm me, even if I don't do the check. How would they know that I'm tied to you? There's no record of that anyway. So With the Sapphire Sabres? They did say they would do magical divination and such. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it started to sound not so good. I, I think it. I think it's a little risky. I think it puts all three of us at risk okay. if we do this. Right. The That's divination. What, like, what's that going to entail, you think, Aslo? You, you divine things, don't you? I sense uh, that it's going to involve, and I turn to the DM. <laughs> well, you could imagine that there would be some sort of zone of truth similar to what you had back at the Sapphire mm. Sabres. Uh, they could also do you know, something along the lines that would detect your general personality and proclivities. They would probably interrogate you throughout the divination process. Mm. We would have a hard time lying if we needed to lie. Like even even just like a question like this, like let's say they're they're using a magical lie detector on us, Jay, for example. What are your intentions with being in the city? Like even that we would have to make deception checks for and be like, we're right. here to like mm. clean Aslo's name up and mm-hmm. like yeah true. I, I think true. if okay. it wasn't magical if it wasn't like that I think we could do it but uh, my thoughts are I think it's an unnecessary risk for this operation yeah all right here's here's the to-do list here's me crossing it off <laughs> of that list all right yeah next yeah um Torgren let's go see if we can track Torgren down 
All right, yeah. it's already getting pretty late in the afternoon at this point. You've been back and forth all over the city. You recall the neighborhood where Torgren used to live, and so you have a general idea of where you're going. Yeah. Oh, yeah, did Nalith say how long the armor was going to take to make? Two weeks. Uh, two uh, weeks. Yeah, two yeah. weeks. Two weeks. We have okay. three weeks till Felmadar gets here, right? You don't know when he's going to come. Oh. Um, yeah, we're not sure. We think. That's why tomorrow we need to check out the venue. Yeah. yeah. We think it's going to be two or three weeks. Yeah. Well, we could find that out, couldn't we? Yeah, but that's why the going to the venue is on our to-do list. We want to know when. Okay. Yep. Right. We also want to scope out, scope it out, case the joint. Travel times are only estimates when yeah, you're true. traveling between cities like this. Yeah, mm. exactly. So you head over to where Torgren's neighborhood was. It's a you know comfortable lower middle class area full of mostly single level dwellings or else uh, joint houses with multiple families living in them. Going around, you come to what you think is where he used to live, last you recalled. It's an old, disheveled structure. It doesn't look like it's been kept up particularly well. You can see, like, the garden is untended, perhaps. Then again, it's wintertime, so that could be understandable. Hmm. But you see, like, chipped paint and just signs that it's not in great shape. But it doesn't look like it's deserted, either. Okay. I, yeah, I want to just kind of look around a little bit more, get a feel. Are there, like, people walking around? What do I see? There are typical levels of passers-by. If you just glance both directions down the street, you might count a total of six to eight people at any given moment. They're just going about their business. Some of them are like cleaning up the yard, shoveling some snow. Okay. Mm, tis the season. Yeah. <laughs> right. For shoveling snow. People hanging their wreaths on their front doors. Yeah, I'm trying to think if this is just like a walk up to the front door and knock kind of situation. Uh, I feel like if that is the case, then it should be Tokus or myself who does the initial introduction. Yeah, we'll, we'll pretend yeah. to be we'll pretend to be carolers. Do you have a nice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. I've got a nice goatsmiss uh, carol we can sing. Perfect. So we'll just be like ghost goatsmiss evangelists or something. <laughs> oh, goatsmiss bush! Oh, goatsmiss bush! <laughs> How bushy are your goats? <laughs> Goat's tails. That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we should kind of like ease him into it. Yeah, mm. I'm going to um, kind of duck around the corner of the building. Uh, I don't know if there's a nice alleyway I can hide in or whatever. Yeah, you can duck between a couple of houses nearby. Yeah. They don't really have much in the way of side yards, most of them. It's just like a few feet between buildings. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll duck around the corner, kind of make sure my hood is pulled up and... Uh, look really shadowy. And you re- you remember his unit number and everything? You remember which one you think he lived in? I totally do. Okay. It's this one right here. Tokus, why don't... Should we go up as a pair, or should you just do this by yourself because you're mayhaps l- shorter and less intimidating? Or are you shorter and more intimidating? I, yeah, I'm in full plate. I mean... And Torgren's a dwarf, right? Mm-hmm. He might appreciate the dwarvish look of my armor. True. That's true. Might find more kinship with you. Yeah, I could I could use that as like a talking point, I guess. All right, why don't I find like a pivot point? I'll I'll like stand off somewhere in the distance, like behind a car or like by a tree, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I just keep like envisioning like an apartment complex, like the way you described this. I said this is just one small single level dwelling. Yeah, I know. Um, you're just describing like the neighborhood, like. Um, so I'm gonna like stand off in the distance. That way, I can see both Aslo and Tokus, and I can like kind of signal, like I'll give you the high sign if something happens. Yeah, exactly. What am I gonna say to this guy? Okay, never mind. I'll go. <laughs> you sit in the the pivot point and <laughs> signal. No, Tokus, I I trust you. You can do this. I just don't want to scare him. Like, what am I going to say? Like, hey, like, I'm a friend of a friend. We just want to chat. We're new in town. Like, well, why don't you start with, hi, I'm selling magazine subscriptions. <laughs> Are you interested? The problem is then he'll definitely <laughs> slam the door in his face. So me, right. some friends of mine and I were looking for a fourth to go bar crawling tonight with are you interested no. <laughs> i don't know i really don't know like what i would say to this random dwarf <laughs> <laughs> like aslo's our uh, connection to this guy yeah. so well, we'll just have to we'll just have to make it up on the fly just get creative with it tokus yep and i shove him toward the door <laughs> just pull something out of your hat pull something out of your wig all right or or i'll do it all right i'm gonna knock on the door 
just a minute, and you hear some shuffling inside about 20 seconds later, and then the door opens up, and you look up to see a human man. I mean, he looks like he's probably an unskilled laborer of some sort, and he looks down at you. What is it, gnome? I get out a piece of parchment as quickly as I can, and I say, hey, uh... Pardon me, but we're conducting the town census, um, and we just wanted to know, how, how long have you uh, been living in the city? We only want residents that have been here uh, a year or longer. Here in the city or here in this building? So, this building. Now, I've only been here about the last nine months or so. About the last nine months. Do you know anything about the previous resident? Just trying to uh, take as much data as I can for the, for the city council. Honestly, I never met the man. I've heard from the neighbors he was some friendly dwarf with a... I don't know, I think he was an entertainer of some kind, maybe? Hmm. Are are those the same neighbors, the neighbors that told you about him? Are they still next next door to you? Yes, I believe if you could go over and ask them. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably do that again for record's sake. want to make sure that we get an accurate understanding of how the city looked last year. Hey, thank you so much for your time, fellow citizen, and uh, yeah, have a nice rest of your day. Uh, sure, you too. <laughs> Don't forget to ask him how many people are living in the residence. Oh, yeah, yeah. How many people are currently living here so I can take that down for the census? Totally slipped my mind. <laughs> there are four of us. Me, my wife, and my two children. Four humans. Excellent. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for everything. See ya. (laughs) All right. He closes the door. Nice. Guys, we just, we talked to the neighbors and maybe we can learn more about your friend. All right. Brilliant thinking on your feet there, Tokus. What did he say? I'm impressed. Uh, So he said that uh, he started living here about nine months. And so prior to that, your dwarf buddy presumably was living here. Okay. So we need to ask the neighbors. I could do the same same shtick. It seemed to work. I pretended to be from like the city council. He obviously talks to his neighbors, so it'd be good if the story's consistent. Yeah, true. Yes, that's true. So why don't we talk to the, I'll talk to the neighbor on the, the left, the building to the left. All right. That's good. Sounds good. So you guys get in position again and I'll do it again? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Should we really have Tokus doing this? I have the worst charisma. <laughs> I have a really bad charisma. <laughs> Worked out fine so far. Have you ever seen a census taker? Charisma is not necessarily <laughs> going to be their strong suit. That's, that's not true. Not a prerequisite. <laughs> I'll look more legit for the neighbors because I'll have the parchment and quill already like ready. Yeah. Yeah, and don't forget to take out your monocle as well. Mm. It'll make you look more official. And loosen your wig so that they can see it blowing in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> that too, yeah. Make it look like you got a coma. That'll really, that'll really, really sell, sell it. it. Yeah. All right, so I go over and knock on the other door. This time a woman comes to answer. She's probably in her you know, mid-twenties. She's carrying a small baby in her arms and seems to be juggling a lot of stuff at the moment. Like you can hear cri- kids crying in the background. Like, uh, yes, what is it? Well, I don't want to take too much of your time, Miss, but I'm just here to to gather the census. How many people are uh, living here? There's me, my husband, and uh, three little ones, okay. and my husband's mother. Oh, righty, <laughs> sorry, take that lady. Down. <laughs> Thanks for being compliant. Just to finish the survey, I was told by your neighbor that you guys used to have a dwarf living next door. We just like to keep tabs on dwarves. Um, <laughs> when did he move away? Do you know if he moved away or? <laughs> On dwarves specifically. <laughs> it's really just dwarves. Just because he's a dwarf. It's not like the second, you know, Holocaust or anything. We're not singling out dwarves. Your, na- your neighbor was telling me that there used to be a dwarf here, but he moved in nine months ago. Is that check out? Like one dwarf who is particularly bad. Just dwarf. Period. Uh, he said the dwarf was an entertainer. Yes, uh, there used to be a dwarf living there. Something happened in the last month or so when he was living there. He seemed more perturbed than usual. He he left almost a year ago, I think. And then the house sat vacant for a few months before the city sold it. Mm, Okay, so the city had to sell it. He didn't sell. Interesting. 
Hmm. Uh, the city must note this for the city's archives. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. I, I don't want to take any more of your time. Is there anything else you can tell me about your previous neighbor? His name was Torgren Flinthammer. He was relatively young for a dwarf. I think he was maybe 60, 70. Oh, that is young for a dwarf. I note that down in my notes. <laughs> if you have information about the dwarves, we are looking for them. <laughs> you must report it to your local constabulary. <laughs> uh. He used to work for some some sort of entertainment troupe. I think he was he went to a bard's college hmm. and came and settled in here. I I didn't know him that well, but we were casual friends. This has been very helpful. Well, listen, I don't want to keep you from... It's, it seems like you guys got a lot going on, so thank you so much for... for you hear something loud crashing down to the floor in the background? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to let you go. Thank <laughs> you, miss. Start screaming. <laughs> <laughs> much appreciated. This, this. Uh, yes, thank you. Sorry. Sounds Sorry. about right. She closes the door. <laughs> the, the city appreciates your residence, and she closes the door on me. <laughs> Sorry, my mother-in-law is acting up again. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. Throwing babies across the house again. Uh, you hear her shouting at whatever kid must have knocked something over. And... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, this whole, like, census thing is really working, guys. Do we come back together? It's really um, working I got well, some yeah. more information. That's great. Do you lucky? I rolled two natural ones on their checks. Oh, wow. Right. Is that why I'm doing so well? <laughs> I was going to say, nobody ever believes anything we say. This is, like, unprecedented. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, let's not press our luck and go any further. Yeah, do we have all the information yeah. we need? Yes. I feel like we do. I mean, we know that he, uh, shortly after the incident, he, uh, and I'm looking around as I say this, that he uh, started acting skittish and then left in a hurry and didn't even bother to sell his house. Right. Uh, it sounds like the city claimed it and sold it for him. Yeah. Um, but that's all we know. We don't know where he went. Yeah, so he's out of a house, your buddy. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know where he went. If he did leave in a hurry surreptitiously, then there's probably not any neighbor that would know where right. he went, like he wouldn't tell anybody. Is this a moment where magic could help us, you think? Mm. Or is there anybody else that you know that he might have trusted enough to... Tell them before he pieced tell out. Where he, where he was going. Mm. Was there like a local theater or place where he used to perform or anything like a mutual acquaintance? Yeah, who would have been his boss? He might have told his old boss. That's true. Think, Aslan. Why don't we go to... How far away is your bard's college from here? You hadn't seen Torgren for a while before he came and rescued you from the jail? Yeah. I was looking over your backstory earlier mm. today, <laughs> and he actually split off. You went off to do entertaining and stuff, and he went to do something with his family, mm. and you're not sure on the details of that. Uh. And so the fact that he showed up after you got captured was actually kind of surprising. Oh, okay. <gasps> Where... Where does this family live? They used to live around here, too. Oh. But you don't know their address or anything. Hmm. But you could assume that that's why he moved to this city. Okay. Could we look up Flint Hammer in the, like, phone book? Yeah, in the white pages. <laughs> the fantasy phone book? Go back to the city offices and uh, find the census. Look for the actual censuses? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hmm. It sounds like this is no. Like, uh, like I'm serious about that. Like, can we just like go to the city offices and look up hmm. resident residency records? Well, but he left in a hurry. It's doubtful that you would have permission to do that. Hmm. Also, if he left in a hurry, that means he didn't do the due process to like sell his house. No, I'm talking about his family. Oh, if, he, if his family knows where he is, right? If we can find them through the records, then we can ask them where he is. That's true. We have a last yeah. name now. You just walk through the streets calling, Flint Hammer! Flint Hammer! <laughs> that doesn't seem like that's an appropriate line of questioning for the neighbors. And now that I know that those were natural ones, I don't <laughs> think I want to push our luck with the th the third or the second neighbor just to learn about his family. I feel like that's like a weird question for the city to ask. Like, tell us where his family is. <laughs> right. <laughs> we want the dwarves! <laughs> yeah, I, I already almost, like, the fact that she didn't call me on that comment, Thane, Thane was really playing out the natural one. Because as I was saying it, I was like, I'm just saying this now for comedic effect. This is a terrible thing for me to say as I was saying it. Uh, but well, she obviously wasn't too engaged in the conversation either. <laughs> wasn't right. focused. She was yeah. not fully paying attention for sure. <laughs> <All right>. Yeah, <laughs> but she gave us a lot of great info. Um, so maybe we should do the next thing on our list. It seems like this is going to be more 
complex. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to find him. Um, well, the only other thing on our list is, of course, going to the venue. Yeah, it's probably getting pretty late at this point, right? This is the next day, isn't it? Yeah, it's late afternoon or early evening at this point, like maybe five or six. So, sun's going down. Okay. Oh, is this still the first day? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right. So, let's turn in for the night. Let's uh, let's put finding Torgrin on the back burner, even though I do really want to find him and reconnect. Um, it seems like we're having trouble keeping the uh the lead so let's um shift tomorrow to checking out the venue yeah scoping that out we still have the whole part of the plan of um sending lord grinwald the the tickets right yes we we can't really do full adventuring days because you have to keep recasting disguise self yeah that's true how many hours of that can you have per day so I think it lasts for one hour. How many times can you recast? And it's a level one spell, so I could use all of my spell slots, which would be four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Whoa! You have eleven level one spell slots? No, eleven total, including second, third, and fourth level. Oh, uh, okay. I can okay. use those up. Yeah, you can do that, um, which is a nice thing about how spell slots work. It is. It's a nice thing, yeah. isn't it? It's nice when you can get less value out of your higher level spell slots. <laughs> but sometimes you need... <laughs> That's what I always try to do. But no, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Sometimes yeah. you need a different spell. Um, so you... And that checks out. So he's got 11 hours of coverage. Yeah. It's like we're talking about sunscreen. <laughs> right. It's basically sunscreen for other people looking at it. That's like a full day. That's almost like a full day. 11 hours. Yeah. It is. It's, a, it's only uh, an issue if we get into trouble. At some point during right. the day, well, and however many hours have passed, I would have right. presumably used that many spell slots. Exactly. Right. So we'll have to keep track of that. Yeah. Why don't Tokus and I go out to find the theater? Because part of the potential plan was we look for we we try to get jobs right as or one of us tries to get a job as a stagehand or in the costuming department. Mm. Or something like that, so that we can scope the the place out and get an idea, get a feel for the layout and things like that. Yeah. We have, what, if, what if we could also, like, or what if instead we posed as a group who wants to see the, the layout of the stage and, like... I like that we're interested in booking, like, we're a local, like, talent agent yeah. or something, and we're, we're, we're interested in booking the, the venue. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Mm. We could try both. We could go in individually. Yeah. I could try to get a job and Tokus could be the, the talent agent. Yeah. First, see if there are any job openings. And if not, then we go the talent agent route. Well, they probably right. hire temporary help whenever a big show comes into town. Mm-hmm. So they might not be interested to hire yet. I don't know. Let's look into it. Okay. All right. I will go in on my own then. Well, Tokus, you come with me, but you, you know, we'll do the same thing. You kind of stand out and outside and off in the distance, and Aslo will be back at the inn so that he doesn't have to be spending spell slots to do this. I mean, you look really able-bodied. I'm sure they'd love to have you as a stagehand, Chava. Yeah, that That's was kind of going to be one of my selling points. Is uh, you, You've never had a stagehand like me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking it's like one of those clubs where, like, Aslo used to perform, and you know how, like, they have the past artists or whatever, and so, like, you walk in, and there's, like, a, like a poster of Aslodius the Great just, like, sitting there on the wall, mm-hmm. you know, with, oh, like, yeah. a, like, it's signed in, like, silver pen <laughs> with his uh, signature across it. Oh, totally. It's, like... Aslo with his arms crossed looking off into the distance and then doves going up behind him. And yeah, like, and like a, like a tiger. A ri- yeah, <laughs> a ring of like daggers in yeah, the air. Yeah, a tiger jumping through a ring of fire behind you. <laughs> exactly. To the venue. All right, well, it is getting pretty late, which means if you went now, they would probably have whatever show they're doing for the night running. Oh, no, yeah, no, I was thinking we'd do this the next day. Okay, next day. Yeah. yeah. All right, so another 12 silver each. Yep. No, my silver. No, silver. No. <laughs> it goes so quickly. I'm, I'm going to have to break some of my um, Electrum gold, or yeah. gold, yeah. Mm, electrum, yeah. All right, so next morning, up and at him, breakfast, and uh, we head out. You eat breakfast and head out to find the largest venues in the city? Yes. Mm. To the theater, the John C. Meadowlark International Theater of the Performing Arts. 
Hmm. <laughs> I did not know this. Hang on a second. Electrum pieces and platinum pieces originate from fallen empires and lost kingdoms, and they sometimes arouse suspicion and skepticism when used in transactions. Wow. I didn't. I never thought about like it's sometimes better to spend it uh, at different places. I never knew that. It's huh. pretty cool. Yeah, that's the standard lore of them. Like they might think you're like a grave robber or something, like a tomb raider. So Jay is the le- you're the least suspicious of us because you've paid that's with right. platinum the least. Because <laughs> I never pay it for anything with platinum. Yeah. Hmm. The biggest stage that you can find, and the one that seems the most likely is actually an outdoor one. Oh. The Tidana Amphitheater. Amphitheater. Mm, Tidana. Wow, performing outdoors in the middle of winter. That's bold. <laughs> it's also cold. Yeah. It's cold and bold. You're right. I mean, it has like a covered area for the stage, and some of the seats have covered parts. There are also open ground areas nearby where they could presumably set up additional smaller stages or tents or whatever. It's got a really cool name. This has got to be the place. Must be. All right. Um, is there a schedule of upcoming events or a calendar anywhere? There are events posted, but it only goes up through the end of the week, and you don't recognize any of the names or anything. Hmm. Is there a proprietor or an office or anything that's indoors or anybody that looks like they're a keeper of this place? You find the ticket office nearby. Oh, ticket office. Uh, I knock on the window, crying through the lock. Are the children in their bed? <laughs> that would be really creepy for me to say. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I knock on the ticket office. So it's 10 o'clock? 8 o'clock? 8 o'clock. Because kids go to bed at 8. Yeah. Some do. Mine go to bed before 8. That's true. Well, sometimes. I'm told that when I was little, something on the Disney Channel, like for the adult time of Disney Channel, they said, you know, because kids go to bed... And I apparently just laughed and said, ha because kids go to bed. <laughs> but the fact that I was young enough to not remember that happening indicates... Yeah, that. exactly. Anyway, so you go to the ticket office, and they you know, slide open the wooden barrier between the inside and the outside. Welcome to Tidana Amphitheater's tickets. Looking for a show? I'm actually looking for a job. Are you hiring? Not at the moment. I think we have everything we need, but hmm. I could put you on the list, keep you in mind in case something comes up. Sure, you can do that. I'm strong. Got a strong back, good work ethic. I've got uh, experience in costuming and set design. I have a, a degree in uh, interior decorating. <laughs> uh, I know my way around a, a stone, a piece of wood. Do you want to give me a deception check on all these? <laughs> no, that's all true. No, I don't have a degree, though. This is all in my backstory. Didn't you read it? <laughs> yeah. I have a degree in interior design. Uh, all right. Here we go. That is a 13. Right. Well, just um, give me your name and place of residence, and I'll, I'll hand it to my managers. shabba dabba day. Don't wear it out. And I'm staying at the Yellow Finch. Uh, you're not even from around here, huh? No, I'm a traveler of sorts. That's why I'm looking for work. Duh. Hello? Itinerant laborer. Yes. I'm a migrant worker. <laughs> I need a job to fund my extravagant vacations at the Yellow Finch. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we all give fake names when we arrived here? Or was that just me? No, you gave a fake name when you arrived at the at the airport, at the teleport. <laughs> yeah, at the tele-airport. <laughs> is, is a place where you teleport to just called a teleport? <laughs> it's like an airport, but for teleportation? <laughs> that actually makes a lot of sense. Well, well, honey, got to run, got to run to the teleport. <laughs> or is it the teleport port? Mm, good question, yeah. I could literally see that being, like, if we did come up with teleportation technology, like, what it would be called. The teleport. Yeah, the teleport. <laughs> Gotta go to the teleport. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be late for my teleportation. It's funny. We're saying this now, and we're gonna, like, look back on this project and be like, that's that's what happened. Like, Elon Musk, like, they flew to Mars, and now we can teleport places. And right. It's crazy. Exactly. Just how that, the progression of technology. <laughs> yeah. We coined the phrase, coined the word. Mm-hmm. We said it first. Yep. So I am just here visiting, and I just came here 
looking for new opportunities. And so this is the opportunity that I'd prefer to pursue because I am interested in the theater, the performing arts, and I want to get involved. I want to get my foot in the door in the industry. So sue me. I mean, come on. Can't a guy be interested in improving his life and working in a, an industry that he's passionate about? I mean, come on. Give me a break here. Well, Maybe I could get a job. Like I said, we're not hiring at the moment. At least not that I'm aware of. Well, that's of no consequence to me. I'll volunteer. <laughs> I'll do whatever I have to do. I'll, I want to I break into the industry. I, I really would like to become a part of what you've got going on here. It's of great importance to me, and I will work for free. I'm very strong and very capable. I'll ask my manager if maybe he has something that you could do. Oh, all of a sudden you're not the manager now? <laughs> well, I, I must say, you've got a lot of confidence for someone who's not the manager of this place. I'll give you that. <laughs> he leaves for a minute and comes back with someone else. <laughs> this is just like a little like ticket booth, and he just like walks down a set of steps like into the ground <laughs> and then comes back up. There's no door on the outside. <laughs> it has, like, the ticket booth area is part of a larger building. Oh, okay. So, so there's a building. Presumably there are offices and whatever storage and things would be in there. And then this is just the part that's open to the front. Oh, nice. Okay. So he brings back someone else who's older, bearded man, probably in his mid-40s or so. Older than him is what I meant by that. Not that he's old. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we get it, Thane. He's old. <laughs> you don't have to rub his nose in it. <laughs> so, sounds like you want to volunteer to do some, some sort of heavy labor. Well, if we're being honest, I want a job, but I'll work for free if you won't pay me. <laughs> That's about the size of it. These are the best words to say during a job interview, I've found. <laughs> I'll work for you for money, but if you want me to work for you for free, I'll do that too. <laughs> That's basically what you just told I'm really negotiating myself into a strong position here. <laughs> I'm leveraging my skills and talent for the betterment of my career. <laughs> Uh, for all the kids listening out there, that's how to negotiate a salary, right? <laughs> that's now. what you do when you walk in. You, you you go in with confidence, and you don't let them give you no for an answer. <laughs> $10 an hour. No, $5 an hour. No, $3 an hour. <laughs> don't make me go any lower, because I will. <laughs> We've got all the workers that we really need over these next few days. Uh, perhaps something will come up if we have a big show come in. There are a few that are supposed to be coming up sometime soon, depending on when they pull into town. Hmm, okay, so you don't usually schedule the big shows until they actually, like, show up. Is that how that works? Right. We don't schedule too far in advance for most of these things. Well, you never know when a band of performers is going to get eaten by a, a bunch of marauding monsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So they may not show up at all, or they may show up late. Okay, so then how it works is basically if someone's on their way here, then there's no guarantee that they're going to perform here because someone else might get here first and already be performing here. That's pretty much how things run, run around here. Hmm. Okay. And you'll find that true of most of the places in this city. Okay, so then they, I guess they, like, send scouts out ahead of, like, to herald that they're coming? Uh, the bigger groups tend to do that a few days before they arrive. Okay. Gotcha. So there's really no way of telling when any given performer will, will come, will arrive. Okay, well, you know, you know where, where I live, and you know my name, so, uh, if you need any help, just, uh, give me a holler. We'll do that. Hope to hear from you soon. Thanks, and have a great day. <laughs> you too. And then he slides the window closed. I go back to Tokus. Tokus. Shouldn't you have left your business card? Oh, wait, no. Our business cards have no. Aslo's name on it. <laughs> no, not at all. Tokus, <laughs> I grab you by the collar, but I don't lift you off the ground. I just kneel while I'm holding you by the collar. Tokus, it didn't work, Tokus. What? It didn't work? Tokus, it, it didn't work. We have no guarantees of where they're going to be performing because even they don't know where they're going to be performing. Mm, wow, that's huge. So... It's just whenever they show up? Yeah, they may get the best spot in the city, or they may not. Someone else might already be there. So they'll just perform at whatever venue is open. This totally ruffles our plan. How are we supposed to invite Lord Grinwald of course. to a show that we don't know when it's going to be? Or where? When or where 
he lives around here, so it shouldn't take him a week to get here. We'll just have to be on our toes and always watching out. And once, as soon as we find out that it's coming, we just got to get those tickets and get them sent over to him. How do they promote these shows if they don't know when or where they're going to be? Yeah, exactly. That's my question. It's all very loosey-goosey. Well, they did say they, they have runners that come ahead and announce the shows ahead of time. Mm. Okay, so when the runner comes, then we write the letter? Or do we want to just prep him and like say, hey, we're going to send you tickets, be on the lookout? That's an option. Just because we need him to keep his calendar clear. Mm-hmm. He can't miss this show. Yeah, yeah. true. Like, Or our big plan fails right okay so we we go back to the hotel the hostel the inn the lodging house the yellow finch the yellow finch then we get out some parchment we draft up a letter right yeah i mean we should probably catch aslo up to the what's going on yeah yeah right goes without saying aslo it didn't work guys why pause (laughs) i mean i know now but (laughs) that stinks yeah it just didn't just didn't work What's the plan now? Nothing's... The plan is that nothing's going according to plan. <laughs> okay, perfect. At least we know what we're doing. We have <laughs> a plan in place. We can expect the unexpected. <laughs> so we won't really know where or when uh, he is... Felmendar, he who shall not be named, is performing <laughs> until like <laughs> maybe a few days to a week before he arrives. Yes, so the, the Dark Lord Felmendar. The Dark Lord Felmendar. So, so we, <laughs> Felman Mort, um, so we <laughs> took a suggested that we perhaps prep Lord Grunwald in advance and give him like a little teaser and say, coming soon to a theater near you. And then like, let him know what's going on. Yeah, I like that plan. Do we mention Lady, Lady Grunwald's death in the for initial letter? Do we mention that? Mm, no, that would seem sus, I think. Well, that's exactly how we want to seem, is sus. We want to raise his hackles, right? Because that's the only way that we're really going to get his attention. I'm just trying to think if we did that too early, though, would he... Uh, I mean, we're not going to, like, tie ourselves to it in any way in this, to this message, right? Right. Okay. We're just tipping him off that he'll want to be at the concert, the show. Right. We're, we're saying a similar thing that we were originally planning to say, which is we think he might be interested in this performance, there's going to be something that involves the death or changes your view about the death of... That we hope will provide clarity mm-hmm. on the death of your wife. Yeah, your we wife. need to get this letter going sooner than later because we don't know what the due process is for him to receive a letter. He's probably a really busy, affluent man. Mm. And so right. if we wait till the last second and the runner to get him the letter, there's the chance that he doesn't get the letter. That's true. And if he's a That's super true. busy guy, he's like, well, I don't have time to go to that show. You kidding me? Right, right. So yeah. we need to get it onto his calendar ASAP. I yes. like that plan. Yes. So we find, we write the letter, and then we hire a messenger without giving away who we are. Well, I have to wait till the armor's done, then I have to put it on, hide in the shadows, and <laughs> bring a messenger in while I'm invisible in the shadows and say, deliver this message. Is there like a post office of any kind or like a message center? Yeah, there's got to be a way we can we can get a letter. Yeah, there's got to be some kind of post office circulated. Yeah. There are courier courier posts. Yeah, yeah, couriers, couriers office. There you go. And they would have no idea if the letter is sketchy or not. I mean, like, yeah, yeah of course, right? Like, we're just going to drop it off at the courier's office. Yeah, have them choose a courier to deliver it. Yeah, and they're not going to photo ID us or anything, right? Right. Yep. Dearest Lord Grunwald. Oh, no, sorry. Grunwald. Dearest Lord Grunwald, we spelled your name correctly. Keep your (laughs) calendar open for the next few weeks. Keep your calendar as open as possible. I scratched that part out. Keep your calendar (laughs) as open as, as possible for the next few weeks for the forthcoming gift of a pair of tickets to an illustrious performance for you and your most trusted advisor. Said performance, we hope, shall provide you with the clarity and closure you desire regarding the circumstances surrounding your wife's untimely passing. Signed, uh, your friends and allies from the shadows. (laughs) (laughs) Some dark, weird, mysterious, creepy people. I don't think we need to say who it's from. I think we just write the letter, leave it anonymous. Yeah, without a, a, a closing. Nope. I think it's just going to make it worse. Yeah. Like this is we're we're tipping him off. That's all we're doing. Yeah, exactly. 
So everything up to that last signed the shadow part. Also make sure to do that. use a typewriter, otherwise they'll be able to identify your handwriting. Right. True. We can just have Stripey write it, because we have so many copies of it around town that they could compare it with. Yes. Yeah. P.S. Don't try to dust this letter for fingerprints because it is chemically charged with something that Tokus made. Oh, I mean, with some, I crossed Tokus's name. <laughs> with something that we made so that it will self-destruct and combust. After it is read. <laughs> the second you try to get some information from it. Okay, maybe not that last part. But surely, <laughs> surely. Well, did they have fingerprint tech back then? No, I'm no. Just, I'm yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good to go. <laughs> Fingerprint yeah. tech. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me just get out my my ultraviolet light sensor. Yeah, we're, then we're good to go. Let's write it. It's anonymous. We'll pay the courier service. How much is that going to cost? Uh, it's cheap. Couriers are. Yeah, I was actually looking this up earlier today. Yeah, you know that guy in Skyrim who's the same courier every time. He just looks slightly different, and then like he won't let you talk to him after mm-hmm. he delivers the message. He just runs off, and you try to chase after him and talk to him and have a conversation and get to know him and who he really is inside. <laughs> but he's like, "No, get away from me!" Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that, yeah. Yeah, it's just like that. I think couriers are like two copper per mile, so it's he's inside the city. Sweet. So pay like three copper deliver this letter awesome i'm gonna pay it all right it's on tokus thanks toke how, how generous of you three whole cup happy to be the the money bag <laughs> don't say I never did anything for you shaba <laughs> well that pretty much takes off everything from our to-do list and now we sit around twiddling our thumbs until word of felmandar's arrival arrives or 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 Cue the music. We could train. And get stronger for our face-down battle with Felmendar. Yes. That's right. Our showdown. Wait, showdown. I start doing headstand push-ups. That's where you do a headstand, but you go up and down and from a headstand to a handstand. <laughs> that takes a lot of skill and balance. That is very hard to do. Well, yeah. Shaba does it. Shaba does the impossible on the daily. Son. With his amazing, like, 10 strength or something that Shaba has. <laughs> 11, thank you very much. Oh, okay. Slightly <laughs> above average. <laughs> Still a plus zero. That's what matters. Way to rub it in. Hey, you know what's funny is I realize that you said the word strength, but my brain registered 11 strings, and I just imagined like a wire fighting crew, like holding <laughs> Shaba up by his legs, by these leg cables, oh, and they're yeah. like helping him do the stand-up push-ups. <laughs> That's where my mind oh, went, because yeah. I thought you said 11 strings, not strength. Oh yeah, I mean, let's be honest, this is all CGI. Shaba couldn't actually do that himself. Yeah, no. <laughs> actually, it's a stunt double. Right. <laughs> Yeah, we do some training. Yeah, could we actually yeah. do some training in the city? Surely they have like a sparring. Like a gym. I mean, yeah, you could find places to train. I was going to save leveling up until after you defeat Felmandar, presumably. But we want to be stronger to face Felmandar. Yeah, we want to. It's about. It's all about confidence, then. It's really all about just building ourselves up to the point where we feel more powerful, even though that statistically we aren't, you know? It's about the mindset. <laughs> yeah. It's 99% perspiration. 12% aspiration, and 13% respiration. But also, I was trying to think of something we could do for the next two to three weeks. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. But maybe maybe Thane's planned out. Maybe we check the local job board for a side quest. Huh? Side quest, anyone? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Could be. Definitely. You want to look for side quests? I mean, the best form of training is in the field, right? I was proposing that we could try to train. And yes, we could train through the side quest. I'm proposing a train. I mean, we can do a training montage. Yeah, we can easily montage. You can't montage a side quest, but you can montage a train. You just go chugga chugga choo choo and then it's over and then you're done. (laughs) Maybe there's more for us to do than we realize. Like maybe in the dead of night, we should be scoping out the... Well, how many theaters are there? There's multiple theaters they could play at, right? Or do their thing at. That's a good idea. We should at the very least get a list... Of all the theaters in which he is likely to perform if they are booked 
so that he's got it as alternate so that we can have a an idea a sense of like what are the possibilities yeah and then we need to have a plan for each theater of how we're going to enter it like infiltrate it if you will mm-hmm. yeah i mean we can't be talking however big the city is like there's not going to be dozens of theaters yeah. there's going to be maybe i don't even know like a, a handful few, three or four that are big enough that are large enough to uh, to accommodate a show of his size. Yeah. I don't think we actually hashed out the specifics of how this is going to go down. Is he going to use the invisibility spell? Like, how is he going to get onto stage and interrupt the show? I think we never, like, hashed out the minutiae. Right. And you're probably going to spend the next few days just going over all of your plans, realistically. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I want to do is I'd like to explore the different places and like get like a tokus sketch like you know the floor plan basically of blueprints yeah yeah, like these different well they don't have to be the actual blueprints like i think it'd be good if we sketched out the different venues brought it back to our place at the canary the what the The finch Finch. the yellow finch yeah the yellow finch and then every night we go over like the plan of like okay if it's at this place Aslo's going to sneak in this way or like we need it. Yeah. It's, it's going to take days for us to figure this out. Think about it. Like when yeah. actual criminals like Rob, like they they plan for days, I'm sure. Hypothetically. Look at Ocean's Eleven. Right. We need to be as methodical and detail oriented as those guys. Like we're not yep. going to pull this off unless we go the full length. We, we need a plan for each venue. Right. And yep. that could take that could take weeks. And that's exactly what we have, Tokus. Weeks. So let's make I like that. Let's make the the most the best use of our time and really plan this out. All the possibilities. Yeah, exactly. It'd be a real shame if like things went wrong just because we didn't plan or understand the different venues. Yep. Like we have the opportunity to like sneak in and Yeah. We have we have the resources. Like if we have two to three weeks, that means we have enough days worth of like Aslo casting invisibility on one of us and us like scoping out the different venues in the dark of night. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. I mean we make sketches, we get parchment, we write it all down, we try to make floor plans. Maybe get some poster boards and do some of those little string things where we like connect all the little <laughs> cards to each other and stuff. Oh yeah, we yep. like put it on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Like the wall, the wall of our hotel room is just like this entire like network, <laughs> like a web of yarn running through pins. We don't want it to get that complicated, but yeah, we just we need a plan, and it'd be great if each plan I could like get on paper, and like we could each have a copy of like plan A, B, C of the different venues, and mm. yeah, all right. So that's what you're going to be doing for all. I don't want to go into in-depth details right, on that. Right, right, mm-hmm. But you spend, actually, you just spend the next three days scoping out the different venues. You find a couple of large indoor ones that you think they might be able to use. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been led to believe that Feldmandar's show is quite large and yes. would demand, you know, upper scale and spacious venues. Right, yeah. So you find four in total that you think might fit the bill. Including the amphitheater? Yes. Okay. The amphitheater is definitely the biggest one by quite a large margin. Okay. If you include all of the surrounding area as well. Mm. But the others might do in a pinch. It is on the fifth day of your stay in Tyver when you hear word as you're scoping out one of the venues that a messenger has arrived from Felmendar's troop <gasps> and begun spreading word about the caravan's arrival. Oh. oh. 